all right, we're just going to get this show on the road because here's the thing. We have got to talk about this groundhog situation. And now, a whole new way to watch radio. This is the Dennis George Show. Here's your host, Dennis George. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We've got a, a really good one for you. Um, Mitch is here. How are you, Mitch? Good morning, everyone. Yeah. How you doing? I am doing good. I was supposed to go skiing this week. Yeah, all right. Sam is here. Sam, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and add groundhogs to the list. Already? Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to it's just going to go bad. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And Debbie's here. Debbie, how are you? Hey everybody. And Denny G's here. How are you? I'm doing superb and stable. That's stable's good. Let's talk about this groundhog situation. This has got me perplexed. So, those of you in the United States know that we celebrates the wrong word, but we celebrate Groundhog Day. Recognize. We recognize. Recognize. Thank you, Debbie. That's a good one. We recognize Groundhog Day uh, once a year where we drag this poor critter out of its home. And if he sees his shadow, it means that we're going to have less winter, an early spring. If he doesn't see his shadow, it means that winter is going to continue much longer. It's uh, No shadow. All the way around. Is it the other way around? Yeah, because yeah. he's just shadow, shadow. He gets scared. He goes back inside. Okay. So it's going to be a long, also, longer winter. She. Is it he or she? That's the other question. The we'll, get to that. we'll get to the he, she, the gender problem that he's got going on as well here in a minute. Um, so, Poxitani Phil, for a long time, has been, which, by the way, was memorialized in the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, which, by the way, is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Ish. But Satani Phil, which, by the way, it's not the same Phil every year. We should point out that the name is just given to that year's current groundhog. Like, the groundhog that they've been using for, like, 200 years. What? Not, it's not the same groundhog. Like, it's not the this, same one? No. This groundhog doesn't have, like, a life expectancy of, like, 300 years. That's not the... I know. Sam's in shock. Sorry. I know. We'll talk about the Easter Bunny later. They don't well. even know what to do. Right. No, no wonder it doesn't work. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> Poxitani Phil, he came out this week and he said there's more winter. Like, that's that's the way it's going to happen. But he laid in, down the law. In, right. But there, now all these other communities have their own groundhogs. So, in Northern Illinois community of Woodstock, by the way, where the movie was actually filmed. So, the Groundhog Day movie was actually filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. And they used a groundhog in that movie called Woodstock Willie. Now, Woodstock Willie, by the way, didn't see his shadow this week. So he says that he's calling for an early spring, whereas Poxitani Phil did see his shadow, which means the mm -hmm. reverse of that. So we have a fight on our hands here. So... I'm just, I have a lot of questions, so we're going to go to the panel. Let's get going. Let's, 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 get, oh let's no. get these questions going. Let's get into this. I'm just saying, first off, does, can you consume groundhog meat? Like, that's the first big question. Like, is there any kind yes. of, like, yes. tastes like it's chicken? It's a bit gamey. No, it's a bit gamey. <laughs> I'm not going to ask how you know that. And also, 
What is a groundhog? Is it Debbie? Do you know what is a groundhog exactly? A groundhog, also known as a woodchuck, is a member of the rodent family. They're ground. A woodchuck, like a woodchuck, it could woodchuck wood, a woodchuck could chuck wood. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? A woodchuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So a woodchuck is a woodchuck, whatever. A groundhog is also a rodent. Yes. Which is like a rat. Yes. In a family of rodents. Yes. Oh and Lord. squirrel. Like that you can eat those too. But, but people have rats as pets. Oh my lord. Okay, we're gonna Therefore, a woodchuck as people a pet. probably also have a woodchuck as a pet, yes. Okay. Do groundhogs hibernate? Does anyone know that? Yes. Yes, that's yes. why you have that's why it's a thing. Okay, so what they're really doing on Groundhog Day is they're dragging his ass out of his home. He's sound asleep. Yes. Guy, He's getting yeah. evicted. This poor groundhog is sound asleep. They reach down into his whatever that right. is slumbering and they, they drag his ass out of his home. And if it's right. sunny outside and whatever the result, they cram him back into his home and say, thanks, Boxatani. See you later. So he's trying to make the choice between whether he wants to run back in and be a squatter because he was getting evicted. So he's deciding if he's going to be a squatter or if he's decided that it's nice enough to move on on his journey. Yeah. This whole thing has got me really thinking about this whole this. Well, let's just say this. Let's just say this right now. Now, I'm not picking on weather forecasters, but put them on the list because here's the thing. This yeah. is where this yeah, is we're where we're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. This is where our weather forecasting has devolved to. We forcibly pull out an animal out of its burrow to determine the length of right. winter. That, you that, just wanted to say forcibly pull out. The length of winter is on <laughs> <laughs> With no safety word. That's it. My safety word is changing to groundhog. I'm just throwing that out there. I think Ooh, it should I like be that. I think it should be Puxatani Phil, personally. Yeah, but if you've got marbles <laughs> in your mouth, you can't say that. So what was your safety word? Gerbil? <laughs> Yeah, forecasters are awful. I don't it, think. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Sam. They they literally like in St. Louis. It's like if they call for a dusting, you should always expect that you're actually going to get snow. And whenever they're like, "We're going to get 12 inches," you're probably going to get a dusting. Yeah, you should just always go with the opposite with them for winter. They never I'm, always, it right. I'm always looking for 12 inches because the thing is, I want that about you. <laughs> I want a blizzard. I'm just saying, like, I want snow. We don't get snow anymore. But you're right, Sam. The, they have no it's the only profession in the world where you can be 40 percent right only 10 percent of the time and still have a job. So okay, not so, true president. Samuel. So, uh, no, no, no. Let's let's sorry. We'll move on. Let's stay with meteorologists for a moment because. I will defend the Midwest predictors because of the fact that they don't have the natural impediments to weather patterns. So for right. example, back on the East Coast, I lived in a valley, so we were surrounded by mountains. We always knew the meteorologists the knew- The Blue Ridge Mountains? Yes, it was part of the Blue Ridge Mountains. So as the weather would come across, we knew the meat. Stop it right now, both of you. I see you. I'm defending Stop you. It. I'm defending what? you. I'm telling Thank you, you no. Thank you, Mitchell. I Can wasn't going to start singing. Stop talking. Just stop talking. So the as the weather would come across, we knew whether or not the, 
the storm, the front actually had enough power to make it over the mountains to hit us in the valley. So it was, it was easier and better predict weather there here in the Midwest, there's nothing to impede that. So we get weather patterns from the North. We get weather patterns from the South. We get weather patterns from the West. And it's very difficult to know what's going to happen with those. So I will, we'll do a little defense of the Midwest meteorologist. How does that make, I want a job that I can lie. How does that make a difference in Phoenix where it's sunny and hot? Well, I mean, how much weather predicting do they actually have to do in Phoenix? I mean, Very it's sunny and, sunny, hot, and sunny, hot. And hot, sunny and hot, sunny and hot, sunny and hot. Right. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. you know, nothing against Phoenix at all, but I, no. yeah, I don't, I don't know how much weather pattern happenings are there that they need to predict much. So, do you well, think? Do you think, as a society, and I, and I'm asking more for the United States because. We have listeners all over the world. Thank you very much, by the way, for listening. Uh, it seems to me in looking into this that the United States, we have more of an obsession with our weather than other other places. Hmm. I don't really know the answer. I, I don't that. know. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing is that if you look at hurricanes, your Europeans are more they more accurately track and predict where our hurricanes are going to go. Yeah. So it might be our obsession is the fact that we're using old data models and our meteorologists are just wrong a lot of the time, which has developed into an obsession for us. Apologize to need meteorologists, please. Yeah. Oh, they're on there. They're already on there. Well, perhaps the Groundhog Day deal is outdated. I'm just going to say that because we seem to be putting more stock in a rodent who's burrowed into the ground mm-hmm. than we do a farmer who's got an actual almanac. I, like, I'm just saying. I don't know that anybody is actually putting a lot of, nope. of, of faith in the, in the groundhog and it's pretty. I am. Well, that speaks volumes about Well, you. that explains well, a lot. Time yeah. out. Dennis, you didn't even know, even know what the different scenarios with the groundhog meant. You didn't know that you had them confused. All right, so let's, let's look at the stock you're putting in this groundhog. I'm just saying they're they're, they're <laughs> dragging that thing out. <laughs> you know, I think I think it's more about the ceremony and the you know gathering together, right. and I, I think it's more about that than it is actually listening yeah. to what the you know what happens with the groundhog. It's or a celebration of oh my god, let's pray it's going to get warmer quicker. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm interested, though, that you didn't ask the question at how how in Illinois one can predict one and Philadelphia can't the other. I'm really surprised that you haven't asked that question because um, I just figured you would. You know, Sam, perhaps you're right. Maybe the way to do this is to get Ponxatawney Phil together with Woodstock Willie and we make them fight it out. And whoever... Whoever wins that I like fight, this. Yeah, whoever wins that fight is the one who predicts it. The one who loses, we have them for dinner. Groundhog cage match. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think Sunday it's a great dinner. idea. In your shoe. Right. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Well, we've got a good show for you. Stick around. We're going to do a top 10 list. Debbie's got uh, top 10 books that will change your life. And then uh, right after after the right after the break, uh, weird people uh, should Key West be eating their chickens and uh, hell burns to the ground. Stick around.
whole new way to watch radio. The Dennis George Show continues after this. The views expressed on Dennis George Show are not our own or anyone else's. Listen at your own risk, and we cannot be held responsible for your ears burning, bleeding, or ringing, or the blurred eyesight. Some things you will not be able to unhear or unsee, and for that, you are warned. Not try anything we suggest or talk about at home, work, or in your car. A reminder, there are no rules, and our show is intended for mature audience only. Or at a minimum, those over your states or countries' legal aid of consent. Any experiments, jobs, skills, or sexual positions suggested and or recommended are for comedy purposes only and should not be tried without supervision. Or a spot. Safety word or phrase is recommended in advance of trying anything new. Any medical advice or comments that seem like medical advice should be reviewed with your own doctor. Or at least check it on Google like we did. Thank, Thank you and, and good luck. luck. Now, back to our show. Here's Dennis George. You know, our show is available on just about every podcast platform out there. And we want to thank you all for listening and tuning in. We want to welcome a new group to the family of podcasters. Stitcher is on with us now. So if you're a Stitcher So thank you all for joining us and and being there. Uh, Remember, you can also subscribe to our podcast. Uh, on your platform, just hit that subscribe button, and then anytime we have a new episode come out, you will automatically get notified, or it will show up in your podcast feeds as something that's available to play. That way, you don't forget to uh, listen to the latest and the greatest show that we've got out there. So thank you all. Uh, podcast listeners are doing real well, getting great ratings and good reviews, and uh Lots of listeners, so thank you for that. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, have have any of you been to Key West, Florida? Yes. 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 Yeah, me too. Exactly. So, Key West wants to ban people from feeding their roaming chickens. Apparently, feral chickens have become a real problem where they're just let to run free in Key West. And so, there's just way too many of them. Uh, people are calling it charmingly weird that they see chickens everywhere, uh, but bec- it has become such a nuisance that this week city commissioners have taken action and are actually going to start fining people for feeding the free roaming chickens. Um, so if mm-hmm. you feed one of the chickens, they're going to they're going to find you. Right. So, what about roosters? I don't know. That's a good. That's a fair question. And do they have groundhogs Ooh. down there? But the, the 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 other thing is that. So is it, I think it sounds cruel to me that the way they're going to cut the population of their chickens is to starve them to death. Like that just to me seems like very cruel behavior. Well, the chickens um, will eat the chickens. No, they'll just Dude, go someplace else. That's can't, where they're going to go. They're Key West. They're on an island. Well, they'll go to Blue they Heaven. They have a highway. Where are they going to go? They'll go to Blue Heaven. Okay. That's Here's a restaurant. A I know, I know right. it is, and that t- and that leads me to my and it next has, point. And it has chickens and, and has turkeys chickens. running around outside. That's what I'm thinking. It's I'm charming. Thinking, I'm thinking you ju- what you do is you allow the locals to cook the chickens. So here's you're killing two birds, literally, with one stone. Free range. Right. Free range chickens. You're, you you got to pluck them, man. Well, pl- pluck them then. Pluck them and <laughs> kill them. It's a lot of work. Oh, my God. Do you know the work of that, Dennis? No clue. kill it. Before you pluck it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cruel. Kill it. We're going to apologize to chickens. So, no, but seriously. Kill it. Seriously. But it seems to me to be very cruel. 
punishment to starve the chickens to death in order to thin the flock. That makes no sense. Starve the chickens to yeah. death. They'll go find food someplace else. Yeah. They're like scavengers. Where else are they going to go? They're on a tiny island. They're no, they're not. They just take the highway back to Miami. But there, there are natural sources for them to get food too. It's right. not like humans. Worms, only food seeds. Yeah. yeah berries. The point is, they want to try to minimize and reduce the number of chickens in the population. So, right. We actually have problems like this all over the United States and other countries as well. Like in. In this area, there's an area that actually has a cat problem. Well, here in, here in Missouri, they used to have a problem with sky rats. So what they did was they actually started poisoning them. I'm talking about pigeons. So now St. Louis doesn't really have a pigeon problem anymore. We used to have a really bad pigeon problem. Because of the falcons, they got rid of them. Falcons, yep. Right. Falcons and hawks. You just take the chickens on a sunrise, sunset cruise and make them walk the plank. <laughs> I say, I say, eat them. I mean, come on, everyone likes chicken. Do, do you mm, think that there aren't? I don't know about that. Eating some of the chickens already? There might be. I think there probably are. I, yeah. I would. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I would think so. Where's the? Where's the, Maybe that's a great place to open a KFC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea, Debbie. Uh, hell to pay. Poughkeepsie, New York. Arsonists have burnt down the Church of Satan. <laughs> Let's just talk about this. So, so you made him feel comfortable at home? The irony of, a homecoming the irony of this one. Members of the Church of Satan are grieving the destruction of their historic Halloween house just north of New York City. Authorities say it was set ablaze this week by an unknown arsonist arsonist 5 a.m some guy walked up cameras show with two gas cans and set the house on fire the historic home was built in the 1900s which served as an adams family style hub for locals of the religion um one member called it it was like a terrorist attack they say whoever did this is going to be hexed by all of us and another member said there's going to be hell to pay i'm like Okay, <laughs> just just saying, what did you expect? You ran an exotic house that served as a gathering place to celebrate celebrate Halloween and showcase right. the beliefs of his longtime former owner, Joe Netherworld, uh, by the way, who died last year. So I'm thinking he came back and burnt the house down. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, Dennis, the religion you was go into that house. The religion was formed in 1966, so it's not that newer religion. Yeah. Or a, I guess it's not really a religion, belief. Right. Right. Now, it's interesting because the house is located in a district of um, Poughkeepsie. I always mispronounce that. I have to look at it. In a district there that is known as the Witchcraft District. Mm. So a lot of you know, I'll go visit a cult and other alternative beliefs. A cult, wait, not not wait, where a cult? Oh, a cult, yeah. So, of alternative beliefs such as um, palm reading and future telling and and that sort of thing, that whole district is full of businesses kind of like that. Girl, you in trouble, you in danger. Well, 
You're a danger girl. You're a danger girl. I I like the fact that it says that the religion is not based on devil worship, but rather on atheist philosophies of individualism, liberty, and self-fulfillment. So it's not actually Satan worshiping, according to this. According to the to, to what's but here, well, atheists aren't. Why atheists need to gather? Well, they worship the carnal beast and people. Basic, you know, not not godly. They say gods, all god things have been created by man. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All those beliefs are man-made. The irony, made. honest to God, the irony of of. <laughs> Going at arsonist. I mean that. That's yeah. You really kind of have to being outside of it. I I can giggle at that. I wouldn't giggle at, at, at arsonist yeah. in general. But I find right. it. I find it. I'm not. I'm glad no one was hurt. I find it humorous that this home that that has alternative worshiping and they worship fire and they worship occult type things that would be burnt to the ground. I'm just saying, I find well, it. Well, people live there too, you know? Yeah, yeah. They got out safe, so it was okay. But yeah, yes, it's okay. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> you know, your shit's gone. <laughs> you own nothing anymore. Yeah, no worldly possessions. <laughs> it's okay. You're fine. That's right. All right. Let's add them to the apology list. You're right. That was that was insensitive. <laughs> the atheist or who? Uh, the Arson whole deal. Just everyone. Yeah, we'll do it. Come on. Right, right. The devil worshippers. That Denny G is. How did we ended up apologizing to devil worshippers? <laughs> right. what, what sort of apology, day has it been? Everybody's got to believe in something. I, but I think the apology should actually be to arson victims, not necessarily to, to devil worshippers. I think it should be arson victims. All right. I'm interested in what's what classifies a devil worshipper. It's not bait. They they don't believe in. They don't worship the devil. It's yeah. what they said. Right. Yeah. Now they do call themselves the Church of Satan. They do, yes. Mm-hmm. But but so but I'm just not, well, but I'm just saying that's a that's a pretty specific deal. That would Maybe. be the yeah. But what's what's is that a what? That's exactly what I was going to say. Is that a church that is atheist? Yes, it's an yeah. atheist church, and they're they are built on uh, the atheist philosophies of individualism, liberty, and self fulfillment. So they don't actually hmm. worship the devil. Those and are setting the right. I'm just really curious why an atheist church that's on, you know, individualism and self-fulfillment actually needs a church. Can't they just do it over Zoom? That's where they go to get self-fulfilled, I guess. I don't know. Or on their own, since it's supposed to be self-fulfilled. Exactly. All right. I would, I would say I'm on this one. <laughs> uh, we have an update. It is a you. lot. Yeah, it's true. We have an update for you. Uh, a couple shows ago, we introduced you and spoke about Margo and Yuri, uh, who are two folks. Oh, who how got, are they? Who got well? I have sad I hope news Margo to report. Got a no, I have, be careful here. I've got very sad news to report. So, uh, a couple okay. episodes ago, we talked about Margo and Yuri, who, after a year courtship, uh, even through the pandemic, they were able to get married right before Christmas Day, and. Uh, you may mm-hmm. remember that Yuri is a bodybuilder, which that's fine. And uh, apparently we got some email from folks who were upset that we were picking on bodybuilders. So just want to say we're mm-hmm. not picking on Yuri. Um, but Yuri fell in love with Margot. He met her at a club. He rescued right. her. 
and uh, he he then had a courtship with her over the course of a year, and they finally got married. Margo, Margo is a sex doll, so she's she's um. There's, I don't want to say she's not alive. I just want to say that she's made of plastic and air. Um, so imagine how she got to the bar where they met. Someone, I don't know. It's okay. It's fine. He rescued her, aka he purchased her. Okay, it's fine. I have sad news to report, though, that that Margot okay. has suffered a catastrophic injury, and they're currently she had a blowout. <laughs> she, had a, she had a blowout. Uh, oh no! Apparently, um, Yuri has sent her away for what he hopes will be reconstructive surgery, uh, and he oh. hopes that he hopes that he prays that they will be back together sometime soon, but. He currently is devastated and has been this I hope week there's been, not very many scars. He's been surrounding no. himself with friends all week and and staying out of the yeah. public eye because it's a pretty it's a pretty you know devastating thing. Did this blowout occur because of Yuri's roid rage? I don't know, but if you remember, he was very much into um, you know intimate he shared some things about his intimate life with Margot, and he did he did tell yeah. us that. He was um, into uh, domineering sex play yeah. and torture. Yeah. He liked it He's when a little Margo, rough. He likes it rough, and uh, he likes it when Margot is rough. So I'm just hoping that that didn't take an extreme. Well, this, 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 this week, this week, <laughs> I, I was watching on HBO. There's, there's a, they're running uh, Lars and the Real Girl, starring Rosalind Ryan Gosling. And it's about exactly okay. that. So he, Lars, finds, uh, orders a female doll online and creates a relationship with him. And his family goes along with him at a recommendation of his psychiatrist. And in the end, he ends up burying her. So Does he get married uh, to her, though? Hmm? Does he marry her? I believe she, I believe he does. But he takes her to parties and family. So it's a male order bride. It kind of yes, it come, comes in a comes in a box. Is he charged with a crime? <laughs> what? Is he charged with a crime? No, hmm. no. But it's a whole. So full, he didn't kill her. Movie. No, watch it. It's on HBO. Watch it. It's, it's okay. It's, it's what crime? Wait, 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 Dennis, back up. What crime do you think he could get charged? He with? buried her. Murder. Murder. Yeah. He probably killed her. Right. You do understand. Had a blowout that couldn't be fixed. <laughs> She's like a tire. You can only fix a tire so many times. She's not a person, for God's sake. She's not a person. I can't. Right. Okay. You know I can't with you all. I can't. We're going to apologize the blowout dolls. Yeah, I mean, I'm ordering one. Sex dolls are people, too. I'm ordering one. Sex dolls are people. Well, this oh, one wasn't a blow-up doll. Too, right? This wasn't a blow-up doll. What was it? Oh. It was a, I don't know. I don't know what it's made of, but it was, uh, you know. Oh, they not must something have you inflated. It came already assembled. Oh. 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 I might get <laughs> one. So I think Denny brings up a good point, all right? We need to talk to Yuri's psychiatrist, all right? Because he must have one, court appointed or otherwise. I'm guessing he's got one. I don't know. I don't know. But... Our our best That's wishes. Very to sad. Yuri. Our best wishes to Yuri and Margot, and we hope that they... I hope he can buy a new one soon. Hey now, hey now, would you say that about someone Don't you else? Don't you mean rescue another one? <laughs> no, he yes his... with the doll. Yes. yes, this is his wife. Right. 
to honor and protect. She had no consent. He actually raped her because she never consented to it. They say she did consent. Remember, we read that. Sure. <laughs> is having a stroke on the show right do not, now. Do not make me go down this path again, boys. Don't, don't. Did she give him a good thumbs up? Right. <laughs> she nodded. I'm ready. Where, where'd she give him the thumbs up is the question. <laughs> do not, do not make me go down that dark path again, boys. Don't. Uh, if you're interested I'm, I'm hearing about my safety word, all right. I'm about to give out my safety word here. All right. If you're interested in hearing about Margot and Yuri a little bit more, you can go ahead and find that podcast because we spent a considerable, <laughs> considerable amount of time on that subject a couple of shows ago. Uh, after the break, uh, Jeffy's going to give us our top 10 list for the week. Uh, stick around. Find us online at Pornhub. Sorry, wrong site. Find us online at DennisGeorgeShow.com. Hey there. Catch us 24-7 on social media. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Good Pods. On Alexa and Google Assist, say, play Dennis George Show podcast. If you have a question or comment, send us an email at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. Or if you're just looking for a date. If we read your question or comment on the show, we'll send you a Dennis George Show t-shirt. That's podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. Now back to the show. I've decided in the break that I'm going to order a, I don't want to call it a doll. I don't want to call it a sex doll. I just want to say mm-hmm. a companion. I'm going, to order, I'm going to order a companion. Hopefully we'll be mm-hmm. here in time for the next show. And well, the way you Amazon, it should be here tomorrow. And that's right. I've got Amazon <laughs> Prime. So, you know, hopefully this person, I don't want to say if it's a he or she, because I don't know what my options are going to be, will be sitting next to me at the next show and we can interact. Why don't you order two? One with a one-star rating and one with a five-star rating. And see yes. which one you like better. Yes. Well, that's what you need to do for the like next the show is give us your review. review. <laughs> you do the... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have always been curious about what a three-way would be like. So I was... That would be interesting. There you go. Two of them. And then... Uh, I hope they get along. Hopefully they do. That's true. <laughs> Debbie looks like she just wants to know where we're at. She wants to... She wants out. <laughs> she wants to climb out of the whole deal. <laughs> uh, Debbie, what's our top Debbie 10 list? Forward. Right. Top what's our t- 10. Yeah. Top 10 books that will... What is it? Books that will change your life. Is that what it is, Dennis? What's the- yeah, books. Okay. Books that will change your life. Okay. I'm- I'm going to be the first to tell you, I've read none of these books. Wow. And I love to read. I, I've yeah. read none of these books. Yeah, uh, I've, read, I've read two of them. I, I actually, I take that back. I may have read one of them, but it may have been such a long time ago at this point. I can't remember, but I don't believe I've read any. of them. Yeah. So these are apparently quintessential books that we can't live without. And if we haven't read these, we haven't been doing it right. Apparently we can, we can live without them, but. <laughs> They will change I'll go ahead and life. flip my page over. They will change your life. All right. They may change. I'm ready to change that's, my that's, life. What the list says. So number 10 is talking to strangers. What we should know about people we don't know. By Wait mom. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That completely contradicts what your mom tells you growing up. Don't talk to strangers. Well, my mom always did, and I always do. You know what? That's a good point. When, when you become an adult, you can talk to strangers just fine. 
You know, it's interesting because I talk to strangers all the time. So yes, you do. I've been out with you when you talk to everybody. Right. I've actually got a video of Dennis on the streets of New Orleans. All right. Holding True. a pole on the sidewalk. The pole is going to fall down. He must. No, you were not holding a pole. You you were you had a toll bridge, basically. Yeah. Toll. toll. Do you not right. remember Anybody that? Anybody who passed, you had to let try their drink. Uh-huh. It's fine. Survey says. All right. That would not fly these days. You. Mm -hmm. He would. He would. He was violating the social bubble. He was social barebacking the whole way. Right. We are not going to make it through this list. Do we want to just throw it out now? Talking about New Orleans. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Did you hear New Orleans? They're not. They're not. They're shutting all the bars down for for Mardi Gras. They don't want to touch the faith and have a super spreader event. Yeah, they made the announcement this week that they're not going to have they're not allowing bars to even be open because they just don't want to risk it well you know you do things you shouldn't do when you're in new orleans anyway so i don't know why it makes any difference and you know my my wife dropped a piece of pizza on the floor on the ground and bourbon street and picked it up and ate it there's nothing wrong with that bourbon street's completely clean so she got pretty much deathly sick the next day (laughs) so i was in new orleans several years ago for a volleyball tournament with a group of people and one of the people happened to be of Latin Spanish descent and we walked into one of my favorite bars in New Orleans and mm-hmm. there was Mitch and Sam were both there <laughs> they Mitch remembers this really well we walk in and there's Latin music playing and I'm like oh it's a salsa and I start salsa dancing and the guy turned around to me and he says oh you know how to salsa I said yes I took lessons so he and I start salsa dancing so he's spinning me and all this stuff and all of a sudden I felt like he was getting ready to dip me and he he's a tall guy he's taller than I am and I, he pulled, he spun me in at one point and I said, don't you dare dip me. And he spun me out, did a couple other things. And then he dipped me. But the problem was he dipped me so far that I could not recover from the dip. And therefore I just <laughs> laid down, but he did not remove his hand from behind my back. Therefore, <laughs> when I went down, he fell down on top of me. And I looked up at him and I said, I told you not to dip me. Yeah. And at this point, I just turned around to see Debbie on the floor with this individual on top of him. And I'm just like, only one drink. Like, That's yeah. the lightweight. No, no, I had, had, I had had way more than one drink by that point, Mitchell. The question he is, you a drink. Yeah. the question is, was he good looking? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Well, then that's a winning deal right now. Well, there. then it's yeah. a win. It's yeah. fine. He yeah. was, he's so young. He's such a great guy, but it was hysterical because he started laughing. I started laughing. Everybody that was with us started laughing. Everybody in the bar started oh, laughing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, everybody at first was like, oh. and then, of course, when I started after I yelled at him and I told him, I told you not to dip me. Then I started laughing and everybody was fine. But yeah. yeah, when I was in New Orleans, I don't remember a whole lot of from it, but I do remember one thing, which is that we started drinking hand grenades and which is a drink that's um, I don't know how to describe it, but um, you only need one. Yes. Well, we were trying to see how many we could consume. And we were going to count, and I don't remember past one and a half. So, okay, Debbie's saying five. That's quite possible, but I don't remember. I don't really remember more than. You know uh, where we went wrong with that game, Dennis? What's that? There was another game on the wall. I don't know if you remember this, but you could put a quarter in, it'd drop you a straw, and then you could take your blood alcohol content. And we were playing a second game on the side of that, which is to see who could get the highest blood alcohol content. That's right. Quickest. All right. That's where we went wrong with the first game. Right. And I don't remember. I remember doing the breathalyzer 
like after the first drink, but I don't remember if we ever went back to the game. <laughs> yeah, you did it like yeah. three times. Oh, I think Lord. there was a lot of things that happened that a lot of people don't remember. Yeah. I remember being accused of being passed out in front of St. Louis Cathedral. It was 75 degrees in January. I had my short sleeves rolled up. I had my my sweatpants pulled up and I was just laying out there letting the sun hit me and I heard somebody and it was Mitch, I think, goes, look at Debbie over there. She's passed out in front of St. Louis Cathedral. And I did not open my eyes, but I said, I am not passed out. I am just (laughs) visiting. I vaguely remember, didn't we pile a bunch of people into a pedicab? Yes. Like, yeah, like, like 10 yes. people. Like 10 that people into guy. one. I remember, one, I remember saying something to the poor guy and giving him a pretty big tip because he was hauling a bunch of us. Yeah. Let's go to New Orleans again. Yeah, we need to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, well, that's, uh, that's book number 10 is talking to strangers. <laughs> right, we're not going to make it through this list. There's too much heavy stuff in this list. All right, number nine is The Shack by William P. Young. Yeah. The it's Shaft? The Shack. No, not the shaft. Okay. Oh, like, that's wow. that could take a real ugly turn. Now, the shaft, I could think, would be a book you'd want to read for sure. We're never making it through this list. Why? <laughs> We're not, not doing serious lists ever again. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know what? I'm just going to read the titles. I'm not going to tell you what they're about. Right. right. Screw the synopsis at this point. We pretty much know what the shaft is about. They <laughs> <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Dennis, the name of the book is The Shack. The Love Shack? <laughs> it's a little love. And that's how you get to the shack. <laughs> <laughs> Not reading anymore. Roof. Not reading Rusted. anymore. You know how long it took us to figure out what she was saying? We had to watch MTV for them to tell us what she was saying. because That's right. Handed it first. That's we had true. to get a music video to help us. I didn't believe it, so I actually had to like get on Pandora to look at the lyrics. Right. Wow. What's, it really what's is going to take us a while to get What's the shack this. about? Dennis, why are you even trying? Why? <laughs> He's trying. He really wants to hear the list, though. That's See, important. This is, this is the greatest the thing because there's nothing in this list that is fun. They are all heavy, <laughs> heavy topics because the shack is about a father coming to terms with the murder of his daughter from four years previously. Oh, well, that took oh. a serious turn. Wow. Yes, exactly. Why, why we're trying? Why I said like, get the shaft. It's a much better book. Yeah. I will tell you. That Go to number eight. A, they made a movie about the a movie called The Shack, which is absolutely a phenomenal movie. Um, whether or not you believe in God, I, the the concepts that are in yeah. the movie are, are they're heavy. It's a very heavy movie, but I think it's just amazing. I thought it was so well done. I've not read the book, so huh. yeah. I might actually go back. Yeah. Is that where the uh, Shake Shack came from? No, not so much. No. Not so much. All right. Uh, number eight is The Four Hour Work Week Ooh. by Tim Ferriss. I like this. Yeah, and, and it's not really a... A self-help book that will allow you to only work four days a week. It really just talks about time management, lifestyle design. There was one phrase that caught me when I was reading this list, and it, it reads, the arbitrary societal bonds we all accept are largely self-imposed. So true story. Yeah. So it, it takes it challenges long-held beliefs of what is acceptable and expected, what those really are. Mm-hmm. Ooh. See, see, these lists are not fun when they're serious. We got to do fun ones. All right. I know. 
Number seven is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I read that one. Did you? Mm-hmm. Was it good? Did you like it? It was one yes, kind of yeah, it was good. So it's about an Andalusian shepherd boy who follows his dream in search of answers that are ultimately found to come from the same place that the questions come, which is from within. Um, yeah, again, very that? heavy stuff. I mean, mm. number six, Freakonomics. Oh, I've read this one. I see. This sounds actually, I'm a, a, a I was a math major, so this one actually sort of piqued my interest. Okay. Very insightful. There we go. I, I saw Lovett. the movie. <laughs> Freakonomic? I don't think there's a mm-hmm. movie for that, is there? Yes. Oh, that up. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Lovett and Stephen J. Dubner are the authors. And it blends economics, statistics, and pop culture. And it answers questions answers some really great questions such as why do drug dealers still live with their mothers and it answers those with statistical and economic analysis hmm. yeah it's yeah, if you want to understand if you want to understand the modern day consumer and how it ties to social and, and social norms and trends and those sorts of things it's a great book to read for that purpose yeah they, they hmm. the overriding theme is human behavior is governed by incentive and understanding the former allows you to understand. Understanding the latter allows you to understand the former. Absolutely. Understanding the incentives helps the you understand the person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number five is the subtle art of not giving an F. Not just an F, though. I love that. I, know, I really want to read that book. By Mark Manson, and it is basically we care too much about things that don't really matter, and we don't care enough about the things that do. And it it does it. Mm. There's, it's that is entirely like, oh. true. Yeah, so it, it sounds really good. I, I that's another one I kind of piqued my interest. Yeah, that's a, a good example of that. Is so people often will get into squabbles and disagreements with people close to them, and typically it's over really stupid stuff. Like it's just stupid. Like it's you true. Know, if you come to me with cancer or you come to me with something serious, we get through that no problem. But like whether you roll the toilet paper off the top or off the bottom, that's not really argument words. That's Spiten's word. That's Spiten's word. No, it's got to be from the top. See? I agree. I agree. I agree as well. I can tell you why. You're also having those arguments with your spouse or significant other. You got a great relationship, all right? If you guys are arguing... If you're worried about toilet paper... Yeah, you're doing pretty good. The beard or the mullet on the toilet paper, you're doing great. All right. I like that. The beard or the mullet. Beard or the mullet. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard it Not that way. Full on beard. All right. Denny G, why does why does it matter where the toilet paper rolls off of? Okay. Here's the story. Um, when men stand up and urinate, they urinate everywhere. Let's go with that. And so well, if you're if thought. you're trying to be if if you're trying to be careful that you would take something off the toilet paper roll and would ripe the end of your penis so that you don't drip on your clothing yes men drip right that's why they shake and yes. so if the toilet paper is round wound the other way so it's against the wall it's harder to reach when you're standing up now you shouldn't stand anyway but anyway that's why you roll it from the top i always thought the reason you don't want to roll it from the top is if you have cats 
the cats can unwind the entire roll if you're rolling it off the top. You do but understand you're... that a cat can unwind regardless of which way you put right. the toilet paper. Yeah. yeah, but it's less likely for them to be able to unwind it if it's the other You way. are smoking crack if you think that a right. cat wants to unwind toilet paper is like, oh my gosh, look, it's coming from the other way. It's on wrong. I can't Holy do God, it today. We've gotten into one of these arguments that this <laughs> author was talking about. Right. Right. <laughs> See, we have now given our listeners a great example. Right. We've so, proven the point. Mark, help so, us. Mark Manson, please help us. So, right. so, Mitch, what you're saying to me is that Dennis and I have a great relationship, basically. Right. That's what we're yeah. fighting about. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever seen those toilet paper uh, dispensers, rolls that have the little metal piece over the top to keep that from happening? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you right. got a cat, get one of those. All right. That's smart. The yeah. better option. Go. All right. There you go. Number four is The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. And it's about, it was published. I just wanted to point this out because this is the oldest published book I saw on the list. Published in 1923. It's about an old man who's on the verge of returning home after years in exile. And he's imparting his knowledge to a gathered crowd. It's kind of sermon-like is the way they described Mm. it. And the major topics include life, love, work, and death. And there were a lot of really famous people that have read this book and sort of utilized it in their their lives. I believe the list included the Beatles and John F. Kennedy. So, and it it is Gibran. Gibran, thank you. Yeah, I I only had to look up one name on how to pronounce it. I had to listen to it like five times. We'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one I can't pronounce. Yeah. Oh, I looked it up. I wrote it down. I'm I'm glad you did. Okay, number three is The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott And the first line of this book is life is hard. And it explores the idea that overcoming difficulty begins with accepting it. And then it covers the myth of romantic love, evil, mental illness, and death using personal insights. That's kind of true, though, because if you if you don't accept something that's traumatic in your life or something that's going sideways, you'll obsess over it. You'll never move on from it. You'll never find strength from it because insights by Dennis George. (laughs) <laughs> the groundhog is, is a rodent no but it makes sense i mean because it's interesting because so i learned like from my dad growing up that it, it, it the, the glass really is half full so and if you look at it that way if you look at things in a positive light and you find the best possible way of looking at something you can literally get past anything and that and i gotta tell you that that has completely saved my life i'm just saying i'm just throwing we it out there write a, Very- we need to write a book that's, that's what I'm saying now. We need You're to write wrong, a book. Dennis. Yeah. It's very hard to find the silver lining there and sometimes. I agree. No, I, I agree. Until you told me that. Like, you literally taught me that. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And yeah, it helped. True. I mean, I would have just gone insane with some of the things that have happened in this world. Absolutely. And I think in some ways that's it is, like Sam says, it is very tough sometimes. But you, that's part of the job. It's part of the process is you got to take a step back and go, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, what is it? I sold... <laughs> This is funny. So in my senior year in high school, we were given a a page in our yearbook and I sold, my dad said to me, Hey, I'll buy a section of your senior page. And so I sold him uh, a a quarter part of my page in my senior page in my yearbook. And he has a ton of life phrases in there that to this day still hold true. But one of them was, you know, look for, Look for the positive where sometimes there isn't, you know, that those things aren't quite always right. as visible. You know, you got to look for it, though. You know, I was at one point I, I was 
a very moody child, and my mother will. No. What? Because I, I, you guys have no idea what I used to be like as a kid. And I had a really. Are you medicated? You know what, Dennis? Stop. (laughs) Stop talking right now. So I was, I was pouting at one point while we were visiting my grandparents, my mom's parents. And my grandmother said to me, smile and the world smiles with you. Be sad and you'll be sad alone. And I was that that probably was the most profound thing she could have ever said to me because being alone was a super social child so being alone was the worst thing that could ever happen to me and she put that 100 percent in perspective for me yeah yeah my grandmother one of the things i always loved hearing her say is she always said don't worry about tomorrow tomorrow will worry about itself yeah you know and and that is yeah you sometimes gotta just you got to get through the day and, and live life and worry about tomorrow whenever you have another another day to work on it. You know, in a very depressed period of my life, every morning I would get up and I would read five of these things I read every day. It was just short little sayings and they were right. all just positive and that really helped me through the day and eventually I worked my way out of it by just doing a lot of self-help books and nothing but reading nothing but positive things. Yeah, right. Well, that's one of the things that we've seen with social media is that there, you know, when there's a glutton of negativity on social media, you know, it is causing a lot of folks to really kind of, sure. yeah, oh, yeah, really have issues. Um, and and I, I found myself, you know, last year when we were getting into the pandemic and all the politics stuff, I literally had to disconnect myself from social media just because that I, I couldn't find positive in what other people were saying. But I just, yeah, the, you know, get away from the that. social dilemma is real. And I did just post even this week on Facebook because it, it's such an easy place for people to go so negative so quick. Mm-hmm. And so I posted on somebody's post and I said, instead of pointing out the problem, have you ever thought about presenting an option to fix the problem? Yeah. And, you know. and they unfriended you. <laughs> not yet not yet and i want to ask some things actually of our listeners is if you go online and look at our socials keep it positive yeah you'll help somebody keep it positive keep it For funny. Sure. you will help somebody today if you do yeah absolutely you may not know who them you may not know that you helped them but you will help somebody talk to that stranger <laughs> right <laughs> number one right <laughs> All right, we only have two left. Here we go. Number two is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And it's a financial self-help book full of sound advice and easy, very easy to understand. Basic aspect of money management is as follows. Poor people work for money. Rich people make money work for them. There's a good book along those lines called Die Broke. Good one to read. Not kind of the same concept. You know, it's about spending all your money before you're dead, helping people out. In in in, you know, like, oh, you know, right. Spend all your money before you're dead. Like that's your purpose is to do that in that book. Mm-hmm. Like by helping people. Yeah, by helping people. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah. It. Can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. True. You can't. All right. Number one is called Flow: The Psychology of Optimal Experience. And it is by Nahali Sixenmahali. I'll be good. honest. I got very worried whenever you said flow. No, no, no. That would not be book number one. I was like, 
Trust deer in headlights. No. So there's a theory that this book proposes that they call the flow zone. And that basically is for each individual, we are happiest when we are engaged in activities where the difficulty level of the activity perfectly matches our skills. It's true in my life. Yeah. And then we, we get in that flow zone where you're basically time doesn't exist for you. You know, you're completely consumed by this, this, whatever you're working on this task that has met your skills. Um, you become absorbed and consumed by the experience. That's why I'm late sometimes. That's what that's surprising said. to me. <laughs> you get consumed by the activity. Yes. Yeah. It's completely right. Yeah. Well, that was it. That was number one. That's a good list. We made it through. We We made it. (laughs) Sometimes, Debbie, it's about the journey. Well, I mean, that start was really rough. And then when we went to the shack, I was like, yep, we're done. We're done. That's it. it. I just throw. I basically went like this with the list. Yeah. I know you spent a lot of time putting these together. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. But also you, you take us on a pathway that sometimes we diverge from the path and that's okay. I try sometimes to keep the peace or to keep us on task and you guys make it very difficult. And as I have told some people who know me, well, like if you really want to see the show, you got to go to YouTube to watch the show because then you'll see all (laughs) the facial expressions. And I mean, it's like, we thank you. Right. I can't. I can't shut them off. I can't shut them as much as I want to. Sometimes I can't shut them off. It's like hurting, I understand hurting cats, right, Debbie? It is worse than hurting cats with you all. <laughs> Fine. You're welcome. Fine. But After- I love you all. I love you all. <laughs> After the break, we're gonna do uh, weird side effects from a specific drug, and uh, we're gonna talk about Valentine's Day, which is coming up. Oh, I'm interested. So grab your lover and pull them over to the podcast because we're going to give them some tips. Or inflate them. Or the tip, whatever. Stick around. It's a whole new way to watch radio. The Dennis George Show continues after this. Check out our YouTube channel. It's a whole new way to watch radio where you can find each episode of our show. Just search Dennis George Show. Like us and subscribe. See you there. Hey, this is Mitch from the Dennis George Show. If you have a question, comment, new sexual position, things I should do with Dennis's mom, or looking for a date, or even looking for a date with Dennis's mom, send us an email at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. If we read your question or comment on the air, we'll send you a t-shirt. That's podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. And now, back to the show. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. So we all know that we all take different kinds of prescription drugs, but, you know, I always watch these commercials where they're trying to push a new drug and then they tell you all the side effects. And I think to myself, why would I ever want to take that to fix that if it's got those side effects? So in that in that honor of things, Mitch has got a... Uh, a drug that he wants to outline and what its side effects are. Mitch, take it away. So we're going to start with a side effect, actually. And you want to file this under creepy side effect, walking deadish kind of thing. Ew. But it's called, I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a minute to get this out because it's a lot of syllables and not a lot of vowels. Onycholysis. Okay. Onycholysis. Uh, I know. <laughs> Onycholysis. Thank you. Uh, it's Sounds a like gynecologist. Term. It's not. Mm-mm. You don't want this one. 
it's a medical term that describes when your nail beds actually separate from your nails. Uh, and oh. you may think that's not so bad, but I mean, have you ever like cut your nail uh, or had a hangnail that you ripped off and it went really Ooh. deep? Yeah. yeah. The pain that you get. So you I mean, like your nails are falling off? The, voluntarily. All right. There's a reason that medieval torture included ripping your nails out. Ooh. Yeah. Is I, it, I have is, it an, is it an infection to the nail? What like what's the, what's the it, cause of it happening? It, it can um, the 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 condition itself can actually result in infections of the nail, but it's um, medications oh. um, at the acne medication tetracycline or fluorocalone um, antibiotics like uh, ciproflaxin and levofloxacin they can cause it oral contraceptives and some chemotherapy medications, uh, but they they can all cause this as a side effect. So let me get this straight. If you have acne and you take this medication, one of the possible side effects is lose your nails. So now you get to pick between having your face broken out with acne or having no nails. Those are your choices. But see, the silver lining here is, is if you take the medication <laughs> and your nails fall off, you can't pick your face. Oh. I actually want to know if like if once you stop with the acne medication, if your um, nails actually return. Because I actually did take acne medication when I was younger, and my nails actually are, today are just jacked up and weak. They're not separating from the bed, but they are just thin and brittle. Wonder if that's a subject of you know that's a result of taking that. Well, that's also just so you know that that what you what you're describing is also a condition just of nails. Period. Yeah. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Interesting. So that's what I got. All right. Well, thanks, Mitch. I think you're welcome. Can, <laughs> can you find something to pick us up after that list of books that was very serious and down to earth and this side effect? All right. Yeah, I was curious. Book. So I was curious. So being that Valentine's Day is coming up, I was I was kind of curious. I did a little bit of research. What actually is Valentine's Day? And so I wanted to do a little research into this. Now, by the way, Valentine's Day is not celebrated everywhere around the world. Uh, it's most widely accepted in the United States. Canada, Mexico, uh, the United Kingdom, France, and Australia. That's where it's widely accepted. So it's not mm. everywhere. Um, but where was it? Do you know where it originated from? That's a Walmart. good question. Walmart. Walmart. No, that's what a I good love. question. So the United States. No, Can I have I the answer. Something out with the states okay. that actually acknowledge. Um, well, actually, Dennis, I don't want to beat you to the punch. You go ahead. Okay. So the question was, who was the real St. Valentine? Where does that come from? The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine, all of whom were martyred. One legend contends that Valentine was a priest who served during the third century in Rome when Emperor Claudius II decided that a single man made better soldiers than those with wives and families. So he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still, others insist that it was St. Valentine of Torini, a bishop who was the true namesake of the holiday. He, too, was beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. Claudius was a bad guy, apparently didn't like 
Valentine. Some he believe love. he hated love. He hated love. Some believe that Valentine's Day is celebrated in the middle of February to commence the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which probably occurred around 270 AD. Others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's feast day in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of La Sala celebrated. Lupercalia. Thank Lupercalia. you. Lupercalia celebrated at the Ides of February or February 13th. Lupercalia was a fertility festival dedicated to Honest. Honest. Honest, the Roman god of agriculture, as well as to the Roman founders of Romulus and Remus. So it, so. it stems back to Rome and Roman days and hmm. all that kind of stuff. Now, I want to know where the chubby guy with the arrow comes in. The baby. So my better question is, is that you look at the countries that celebrate it. They're Protestant. All right. right. And it's a Roman Catholic saint. Right. I mean, Mexico is the only one that's predominantly Catholic. I think that's right. hysterical. Right. Well, and, and I'm not sure, but Valentine's has sort of become, I don't know if they do this in schools anymore, but when I was growing up in schools, we gave Valentine's to everyone. Like that was a big thing. Like you, Everyone in my grade school. Yeah, had everybody in your class. Yeah. And you get and you right. wrote out Valentine's and you gave everyone in your class a Valentine. It didn't matter who, the, you know, everyone got one. And then you had a couple of maybe were secret. That was a thing with too. really crappy candy. Sometimes. But I like those little candy horses with the with the stamp. No, on they're, phrases. they're disgusting. Yeah, but you can really make some great poetry with those. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Is, what is that like your third grade haiku <laughs> you're sweet be mine i can't even think of any of the other phrases to, to put in kiss, me. Oh. kiss me there we go yeah third grade haiku that was the best you're sweet phrase. be mine kiss me i'm not going to recover from that mitch you're welcome so uh so the question is for all of you do you celebrate valentine's day Yes. Yes. Okay. That's just sort of a. I would prefer to celebrate Valentine's not on Valentine's. Yeah. You're a year round Valentine. No, pick a day and just surprise me. Okay. So you want a just because day. Right. Or just a rate, you know, a random. Right. I care about you. So don't do it when everybody else is doing it. That's just a cliche. Yeah. Yeah. Hallmark. Hallmark. Right, it's definitely exactly. a Hallmark. The Hallmark is obviously industry. right. Greeting cards, sure. I'm Mitch, more about, about the ho- I'm more about the holiday that's on March 14th, St. Patrick's Day. I was going to go steak and a BJ day. Steak. What's steak and a BJ day? So everybody knows that Valentine's Day. You mean BJ like blowjob? <laughs> I can't even look at Debbie right now. I need yes. to turn off my screen. <laughs> right. Is that Valentine's Day is for the ladies? A month later on the Ides of March or Pie Day or Steak at a BJ Day. It's like the Valentine's Day day for the dudes. For the dudes. <laughs> I can't even look at Debbie right now. But so you're suggesting Valentine's Day is for females is what you're saying. Yes, yes. they get flowers and candy. Oh, that's so sexist. I want flowers and candy. Or jewelry. 
I want jewelry too. You would rather have the, you would rather have that than a steak and a BJ. Can't we have both? No. No. You got a pick. <laughs> well, I mean, Dennis, if you get both of those inflatable dolls we were talking about, yes, you can have both. You can have both. <laughs> True. Yeah, let's just say I don't need the candy. <laughs> what do you think, Debbie? Get the steak. Right. What do I think about what, Sam? Right. <laughs> what do I think about what? Debbie, do you celebrate Valentine's I was just... I, I do not have a significant other, so I do not celebrate Valentine's Okay, but that was my point, though. Like, because, like, when I grew up in school, you just celebrated with your friends. It wasn't a... I'm not suggesting steak and a BJ day with your friends. I'm suggesting Valentine's Day. I think that's called a circle jerk. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you know, because... You had like, Debbie's friends to the apology list. <laughs> yeah, add my friends to the apology Debbie's list. friends. Yeah. I mean, I used to I used to get a Valentine's card and send one also to my grandmother. I used to do that all the time, you yeah. know, and so why we we've sort of turned it into this. It has to be someone who is your romantic partner versus maybe your friends. Well, I have occasion on occasion sent my mom Valentine's stuff. You know, it just I, right. I, I haven't done it every year, but I will occasionally send her stuff. So it's, it's kind of uh, for me, it's falls into the category if i happen to be out and i happen to see a card or something i will usually you know do you do that. steak and a bj day with your mom dennis do you understand what that that entails because that's Jesus, debbie's mom yeah i'm debbie's mom to the list and we've already talked about this okay fine so no she's not um, allowed to listen to the show anyway whenever i was a kid in elementary school, my mom, uh, she used to always bring us flowers. Yeah. Uh, all of uh, all of her kids, she would bring us uh, a couple roses in balloon, and she would dress up as a uh, a gesture. It had it was an outfit, and they had all the it had bells on like around the ankles and around the sleeves, and she had a hat and they had all of that, and uh, it was all made of white and red. And it was half split, you know, in reverse with little hearts. And she would come in and um, she would sing a song to the class that she uh, that she made that she made up and and sang to everybody. That's fantastic! I love that. Yeah. I love it was that. fun. Yeah. Did it scare any of the kids? I was just gonna say. No, it it was a very happy thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen some kids scream when they try to get Santa Claus coming towards them. Dennis, I've seen you scream when Santa True. Claus come towards you. Well, yeah. Some of the Santa Clauses, I would, yeah, absolutely true. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't get my first, you know, sort of proper Valentine until I actually started dating. So, yeah, it was a long time before I got my first real Valentine. Yeah. Well, if any of our any of our listeners are want to send us Valentines. Uh, you can do that at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com. And in fact, we will read your Valentine's wishes uh, on our next podcast show. So if you write us at podcast at dennisgeorgeshow.com, we will read most this of everything. You interesting. Most of everything you send us. Uh, keeping in mind that we love you. Right. We love you. And some things we can't read on the air, believe it or not. So, so please send us your Valentine's wishes. And if you have a shout out for someone you care about, we'll be happy to read that as well. 
So that's what we got for you for this uh, this installment of the Dennis George show. Remember, hey, oh yeah, Apologies. oh yeah, yeah. we're getting to this one. <laughs> yeah. And I also wanted to let you know that yeah. um, for part of Groundhog Day, there is a very old saying, and the saying says this: Thunder in February, frost in May. Because we had thunder not too long ago. Thunder in February, frost. So, oh. so it could be pretty cold. That's from a farmer. So okay, yeah, I there you I, go. I trust farmers much more than I do a rodent. I'm just throwing that right. out. Right. Yeah. Have you right. seen what they do with the cows? Mitchell. <laughs> the farmers on the list. The farmers on the list. Right. The farmers are on the list. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and apologize to groundhogs because we bashed them pretty hard at the very beginning. Uh, forecasters and meteorologists because they don't know how to do their job um, but some do but not in the Midwest um, we're going to apologize for Debbie because of the Blue Ridge Mountains episode that was very sketchy Dennis um, the Key West chickens because we tried to make them a commodity of Kentucky Fried Chicken Tastes in like West Florida Right. Uh, we're going to apologize to the atheists because um, we may not just understand completely. Uh, blow up dolls. Poor Margot. She had that oh, blowout. Poor Margot. Poor Margot. Right. right. Debbie's friends. friends. We got to apologize to Debbie's friends because we were really mean to them. And Debbie's mom. Dennis, you went way too far there. And finally, we have to apologize to the farmers. I like Debbie's mom, actually. She likes you too, but if she heard some of the things you were saying, she might not like you anymore. Just keep that in mind. He would Uh-oh. start questioning her judgment on you. I'm on notice. I'm on notice. Dennis, even I'm scared enough of Debbie to not go there. There are some I, things where I look at Debbie, I'm like, I'm not scared. That's one for, of them. For the record, I am scared of Debbie. I'm just saying, I am, I am definitely, yes. I'm definitely yes. scared of her. You're right here, scared. right now. You're fine as long as you don't push the wrong buttons. And it's true. My mother is off limits, period. Period. Join us on the next episode. We're going to explore that. What exactly are Debbie's buttons? That'll be the top 10 list. Debbie's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. We will see you all next time. Take care. Love you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for watching.